Yeah, you do. Now you're on the record. Oh, fuck it. Come I, on. Now I know I'm, but now I know I'm on the record. Mm-hmm. Now you know <laughs> it. Exactly. You fucked yeah. up, dude. <laughs> Give me the goods. God, you got me in this goddamn room. Yeah. It's, it, only reason it's hot got is- the windows down. I have to. It's 400 degrees in here. At least like 350. You know what I'm saying? Let's do this. You know you what love it. What are we cooking it. in here? Hey, we can cook whatever, baby. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by the letter C, which stands for cannabis, but not Chris. That starts with a K. That's right. You are listening to nothing other than... Canisations with Chris. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Canisations. This is Canisations with Chris. I'm your host, Chris. And what we like to do on this podcast is talk about cannabis, and we like to highlight the people in the industry, you know what I'm saying, and get them on here to talk about what they doing and what they got going on. And in this case, how they can help you. <laughs> so I met this gentleman, it was two years ago at Nikan, right? That's when we first met. Yeah. And I seen him from across the room. Yeah. You set know what I'm saying? Hey, set the stage for the, I seen him from across the room. He was standing there with a towel over his shoulder with a, <laughs> with a, with a canna planter shirt on. And, and I looked at his shoes and I was like, mm, I like guys. That sounded crazy. I like guys, I, good. I like Clearly. guys with good shoes. <laughs> I like guys with good shoes. And I walked up to him. He was like, hey, man, who, you know, you know, who are you? And we started chopping it up, found out a little bit about him. And without further ado, it's the man himself. We'll read from Canna Planners. For well, sure, a man. Well, hey, man. Depending on the day, maybe the man, but nah, I'll, I'll take it today. Well, he's the man that I know. <laughs> what a beautiful introduction. Hey, I've been trying, dog. And not even, like, this, that introduction is just like the the epilogue of the hour introduction we just had eating the beautiful meal you created oh so, man so so i told full. hey i called i told him yesterday i was like look this this meeting Come this on, interview man. is so special that i started marinating the meat yesterday oh, you know what i'm saying it was good and thank you sir I <laughs> it was so good. hey you know what it means a lot because like i'm as, as much as i talk shit about me you know being the the grill master of the of the century because i i am you know, can't nobody tell me that I'm not because I'm not, I, I'm not here to do that. You know what I'm saying? I, yes, I but for you 100. I like the way I like when I get compliments. Like, damn, that was really good. It was so good. You know and I, yeah, I, from the heart. And you know, <clears throat> part of it is, uh, I mean, mo- uh, l- let me. I'm not going to try to diminish from your abilities as a chef. I rarely eat a home cooked meal. Ooh. I am a bachelor again in my life, and I travel a lot. So I'm never home. If you open my fridge right now, all that's in there are seltzers. There's a selection of seltzers, different flavors, different brands, but only seltzers. And I think there's an egg that probably should have gotten thrown away last month. So I don't eat a lot of home-cooked meals. So beyond it being delicious, I haven't sat at a table. Like, you know, I have, you know. I have a family. We have dinners, like, when I go home for Thanksgiving and stuff like that. But I haven't sat at a dinner table with a family that wasn't mine uh, in so long. And it was so nice to do that with That's your good. daughter and yeah. your wife. And it's it's beautiful. I love it. And, That's good. You know, chicken wings, they just taste so much better when you can feel the family. So thank hey, you for look, inviting me in. I'm glad you came out, man, because I told you a long time ago that I wanted you to have you on. 
and you was like one of my, you was like one of the first people I reached out to about my podcast idea because I felt like you were doing something monumental in the state of Vermont and helping Thank people you. build a brand. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. But so, but you coming out here, you know what I'm saying? I'm, to, I'm happy to come out here, hey. man. Even if there wasn't a podcast, I, for sure dinner. At the very least, I do need dinner, but I'm happy to stick around and do a podcast. That's good. Yeah, well, hell yeah. And I like, got him full so he can't go nowhere. I know, and I was concerned about that. I actually asked. I had a production note. I, you know, I can't help but armchair quarterback I'm every single you. aspect of the, everything in my life. And it's hard when I'm not I'm kind of a control freak, people. You'll That's, figure this out. And I didn't know. I had a production note. I said, should we podcast first or, or or second? Because I don't want to be sleepy when... I know. And it's, when it's game time, <laughs> you hear me. So how is everything? I'm like, I Great. guess good. I don't know. What did you say? I had to... Where am I? I had to hit him with a couple, you know what I'm saying? Little, little stomach shots, ease them up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Show him, show him that he's in good hands, you know. And I know a lot. Of, I don't. I, I I like to do things specifically for a reason. Like okay. I I wanted to feed you, and I didn't bring you into my studio right. because I wanted you to come in and feel the hominess of it, and it. and understand that I built this space unbeknownst for you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, to come in here and be comfortable. To talk about, I'm hey, comfortable as fuck. Let's exactly. Do this, dude. Boom. Yes, I'm what? comfortable. And let me just address what you said beyond being flippant. I appreciate, I deep in the deepest cockles of my being, like I appreciate what you just said about, you know, seeing me from across the room and wanting to get my opinion on on things that you had going on in your life. And it's like, who who the hell am I to have an opinion on anything? But I appreciate it. I'm honored that you wanted to know what mine was, so th thank you. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, look, let's get this started, man. So can you tell us, tell the world uh, about who Will Reed is, where he comes from? and I'm an you know enigma wrapped in a riddle. He's not even here. Yeah, I'm not even here. <laughs> this isn't even me. I'm an AI. Uh, how deep are we going, bro? Like, you want to, like, hey, like, what are we talking? I told you before the show started. I, I was said, born the <laughs> in 19, where was it? 80, Jesus, don't ask. I, I didn't, I'm 84, so I'm in that, oh, in cool. 1980, yeah, when the century turned. Yeah, I'm for sure, I was A there. man was born. God, yep, <laughs> that was me, that was me. I'm a Rhode Islander, so I grew up in Rhode Island. That's where I spent my formative years. I, I grew up in a town called Barrington, Rhode Island, which is on the East Bay. It's a small state, so kind of close to Newport, between Newport and Providence. I left as soon as I could, and I got my diploma and just kept walking north. I didn't really, my family still lives in Rhode Island. I loved going to visit, but it just wasn't, wasn't for me. I was in Boy Scouts as a kid, and we went to Vermont. We went to New Hampshire, but v Vermont was just always stuck out as a, I don't know why. There's a magic here. I think you know what I'm talking about. I do. <clears throat> Being a, not from here and coming into this place, yeah. there's definitely a magic. Yeah, going from like flat, ocean, you know, you know, sea level places to not so, you know, just just up the road. You know, it's not it's not terribly far away, yeah. but it's it definitely a different world. And I knew this is where I'd probably always be. I went to college in upstate New York, and I was in a band. Mm. Actually, I was in a band with one of my business partners josh cleaver is the creative director of canna planners we were in a band together and we toured this country 
a few times over and at well before josh joined the band like after i graduated college this we didn't know what to do with this band and i'm a, i was still am but was more than than i am now a huge fan of the band fish and where does any fish fan go when they're in a band and they don't know where to live but burlington vermont so <laughs> i came here in 2004 and basically i, I had about a, a 10 year stint or, or eight year stint in in new york city but and I've spent a majority of my post-collegiate life in, in Vermont. Mm. Yeah. So when you was in camps, you said, what kind of, like, what kind of camps? Like, camps? Kid, like kid camps and, like, awake? camps? Yeah. I said, was in a band. Oh, I thought you said camp. My no, bad. No, no, no. I was All in right. a band. I was, I was in a, a, a musical band. Oh, no. When like you was a, younger. When you was younger. You said you was in like camps. That's how you came to Vermont. Did I say Hampshire. that, listener? You're gonna have to rewind back. We man. can maybe I was. Okay. <laughs> hey, listener, why don't you rewind back? Hey, I need one of them. I, went to, I need I, one of them. Oh, people. I was in Boy Scouts. That's Boy what I, Scouts. Okay. okay, that's okay. what it was. Yes. Well, they, I've always yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I, I I was a Boy Scout. I am an Eagle Scout. Oh, that's dope. Oh, it's Josh Cleaver, also an Eagle Scout. Yeah, I was an Eagle Scout uh, or a Boy Scout, and we'd go on camping trips, and a lot, you know, we'd come to Vermont to go skiing, and obviously in the wintertime, yeah. uh, we'd do canoe trips in the summertime. So I, you know, that's that's how I was kind of introduced to Vermont. But yeah. so I kind of always romanticized it from my just like kind of coming here occasionally as a as a kid. That's how it all started. That's how it all started. The, the, the seed was planted at a yeah, young yeah. age, and then that, I mean, fish definitely. I had this like man. I, I had this like. <laughs> Uh, very hippie, romanticized, daydreamy, idiot, naive vision of what living in Vermont as a 20-something-year-old would be like, uh, just based on having seen the band Fish more times than I care to admit. That's, yo, it was nothing like that. It was a reality, folks. <laughs> so Fish, fish and yes. Skin yeah. have been the two most reasons how people have came bro to, you live in vermont i but that don't mean that i got here because fish no, no, or no, no, no. Of course oh those are those are monumental like pop vermont, culturally so you the, know. the one thing that blew my mind when i first <laughs> moved to vermont yeah was the mural on and on church street oh my god poor they, potter i didn't understand what was there and i remember i took a picture of it of grace potter and she looked she i remember when that mural was unveiled and oh, grace wow. potter was you, rightly so, because she looks like she's being that mural, which no longer exists. Poor Grace Potter looked like she was being hit in the face with a frying pan, and she was so mad about it, rightfully so. Rightfully so. But you know, it was this big, huge mural of all these cool people from from Vermont and specifically Burlington. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That that and fish is in that mural. And, fi- sure. and and I took a picture of it, and I was like, hey, this is cool. And the guy wrote me. His name's Rick and me was in the military and he was like, Hey, do you even know who this band is that's on there? And I was like, No. And he was like, Man, that's the band Fish, man. People follow them around the country. And I was like, fucking weirdos. Who follows a band around? Dude, millions of people and, and that's what I, I was one of them. That's and, what, and let me tell you, like, <laughs> I don't wanna like not to diminish like that band was really important to me. And I can understand, like, I totally get it, dude. It's a weird thing. Like if you if you don't know about that thing and you are witness to it, it's a cult. Like mm. straight up, it's a weird cult of, of and you know the 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 prophets are these friggin' four weird looking dudes on the stage, right? But but for for me and I think for everybody else that 
goes to see this band night after night after night. Um, there's a community there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's for sure an appreciation of music and uh, like what that mu- that the freedom that that for whatever reason that music brings to these people. Like it's it is a drug. Not to mention most of the people are on drugs. Drugs, <laughs> but it is like it's a release for everybody. So. Yeah. I can remember um, when I was living in New York City and, you know, I'd go see fish at, at Madison Square Garden or something and I'd take the subway from Brooklyn and you'd walk in and I'd be on the floor and you'd look to your left and you'd look to your right and there'd be, you know, men in suits coming from Wall Street, women in, in suits, you know, coming from where whatever, like work, doctors, like they're, they were all right there next to the people with, you know, whatever, just, you know, hip, hippies. Yeah. Um, like... Yeah, there's a certain thing there, and I don't know. It's really like an energy. I've seen that. Yeah, I mean, I've ne- I haven't been a part of it. There's like, lots I'm of not, communities like but, this, and it is. It's yeah, a lot yeah, of communities. They're like a, a weird one, and it's huge, and it's so huge. That, I think like, it's one of the biggest, bigger, bigger ones. Yeah, but you like, it's so easy to not have any idea, <laughs> like that that exists. Yeah. Like, you know that like, you wake up one day. Uh, and all of a sudden there's 80,000 extra people in your city because fish is in town. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, that is insane. You know, it's wild. That is. Yeah. You know, it's because fish has been one of the – and I'm going to be honest with you. After this conversation, I'm going to go listen to fish because I am a huge music head. I love music. Mm-hmm. But I've always kind of ventured from the main sure. mainstream music and what everybody else loved. I always like to find those little – Little hole in the wall music, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Totally. Tunes and For me, stuff that was like fish, that. and that's what. But but when you say like eighty thousand people, they know these, and I'm like, ah, that's that's kind of like mainstream to me. But I on know. the it's it, they say, and that's yeah. what they say. It's still such a small community, and in un- order to understand, but also not. I've seen so they they used to throw these festivals, um, and I can remember going to one. It was on an Air Force, uh, a retired Air Force. Bi- I mean, they had a bunch of them there, but. Uh, at this Air Force Base, but it was called uh, Loring Air Force Base. I think that's the name of it. They had one there. I think that's the name of the one in Maine. Anyway, I'm at this Air Force Base in Maine, and it's, you know, whatever. I mean, how big is a fucking Air Force Base? Uh, it's, it's pretty like ridiculous. They're huge. Yeah, it's like miles by miles by miles. Yeah. Um, and this place was fucking packed. Packed for three days. <laughs> You know, the traffic jam into this event was like 12 hours long for some people. That is insane. A lot of people missed the entire first day of this festival because of the traffic. Anyway, you know, like that's the sort of... So beyond like it being a weird thing, like it for sure... And I started to see this band when I was 13 years old. You know, my dad would just... He'd be like, where are you going? Who? (laughs) Okay. Like, you're 13. I'll take you there. And he would just sit in his car and read a Tom Clancy novel while his son was like, you know, secretly maybe dropping acid in, in the parking lot somewhere. <laughs> so, but but these things were for, obviously these yeah. things were formative in my life, and I think like eventually got me here. You know, it got me sitting at your table. It's mm. it's it, you know, w- not the first time, but definitely the second time I smoked weed was at a fish show. The, the first time I did a lot of things that eventually formed my personality happened at fish shows that's crazy. for sure that's crazy i gotta yeah. check out i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna make it a point to dude go i'll tell i mean I, I don't really you know i don't listen to them too much anymore but and and there's they're still out there doing the like crushing it yeah i'm gonna go so i haven't seen them in 
since 2017 or something like that. I'm going to go see them with a friend out in Denver in September. And I'm really psyched, you know, like I'm, I'm pumped to go. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. There's also like people that I would only see, like friends, you know, I would only see them at fish shows or like you develop, people. you develop their relationship. Yeah, if you follow people around that, if, they're, they're they're going to have a following, so you're going to be, hey, you were just in San Antonio, and yeah. we're in Nevada, or hey, you was, I remember you from, you know, and you develop that that rapport, that relationship. Here's the thing that's just like now, as we're talking, because I never really think about this like this, but just now that we're talking about it, like the impact that I think that they had on me on a from a, a marketing standpoint, like this band is, it's cool that you don't know anything about them. Cause I, I can tell you all about them. Like they, they never had a number one hit. They, they've never like had a platinum album. You know what I mean? Like they've, they have studio albums and they put out lots of records, but like no one cares really. Like th- all this mainstream pop culture stuff, like it's really, I'm not at all surprised that a band that's been around since 1989 that tours a majority of the year, and is one of the top grossing performers that's ever existed. That's crazy. Like, they're top 20 easily, and you've never heard of them. That doesn't surprise me at all, just because I know, like... The massive following. Well, like, it's just, like, their marketing yeah. thing was genius. You know, they started... Um, they got, you know, the timing for those guys was the dawn of the internet. So when AOL chat rooms were a thing, I can remember being, like, 12 years old and you know being on AOL and going into the fish or the grateful dead chat room as like a kid and being you know being uh, given links even back then there were you know oh, yeah. there were links to recordings and things like that and people would put you'd just send people you know that you'd meet in an a- the fish AOL chat room you would send them in the mail $5 in a in a self-addressed stamped envelope and hopefully you would get back like a bootleg, like a Maxell 90 minute bootleg tape, like a Grateful Dead show or a fish boot. You know what I'm saying? So I'll, you, I'll remember those. Right. So this <laughs> this community of bootleggers was massively huge for, for both the Grateful Dead and fish because they allowed it to happen. They said, yeah, you, we will, we'll, we'll mark off like a whole section of this, this venue just for tapers because we don't have any number one hits. And because no, you know, Rolling Stone isn't writing any articles about us and, and mainstream media doesn't give a fuck about us. So we're going to give our fans the greatest spectacle they've ever seen in their life. We're just going to like throw it down every single night. And when you think we're going to suck, we're going to be the best band you've ever seen. And we're going to let you tape it. And then we're going to let you give it to your friend. And then your friend's going to record it and give it to his friend. And so there, there's mm. this taper bootleg community. It still kind of exists, but it's it's kind of obsolete now. because Yeah, of, you know, of course. Of but internet, that's how but, that's how it started. Yeah, and you know, the internet was facilitating an analog culture that that turned, you know, less the, less the Grateful Dead, I think, than, than Fish because, you know, Fish fans were the age of the internet. Hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I know Grateful Dead people. They same idea. You they, know, they they used to follow. I know, like I was telling you earlier, I know a guy who lives in a van, like sixty five <laughs> year old man. He's like, hey, I prefer to live in a van. He's I used a motivational to, speaker. Hey, <laughs> he should, maybe he should be, yeah. but yeah, minimalize the maximization. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? He could be like. 
you know, he's like, I still, I, that was where I started living in a van was following the Grateful Dead around. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I could see the impact and I could see how yeah. you say it's a, it's a cult. I well, don't, so here's a weird thing, dude. And here's how the universe is really a special thing. So, like, I grew up going to see this fucking, this band for years and years and years. I grew up loving the Grateful Dead like, like, like a crazy person did. Yeah. And then I, and I was in this band, and then that stopped being a thing, and I didn't know what to do. So I was living in New York, and I started working for Apple, right? Uh -huh. And be, for whatever reason, I don't know what the hell these people were thinking, but they're like, oh, Will's, Will was in a band, so Will's probably normal. Will can probably be normal with famous people. So I worked, I worked at the Cube, which, you know, it's the most famous Apple store on the planet. It's the big fucking glass cube yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on Fifth <laughs> Avenue. So I worked there. And I was, there wasn't really a name for it, but I was the, I was the celebrity guy. So like anytime like certain celebrities would come in, I would be their, I would be their guy. Mm. Okay. Like I'd set, you know, I'd sell, uh, you know, Jessica Alba an iPhone, whatever. That's crazy. So I come in one day to work and you know, my, my supervisor's like, Oh, there's someone at the, you know, we got a, we have a, we have a VIP. They would just call them VIPs. Yeah. We have a VIP at the Genius Bar. Can you like go take care of it? I'm like, yeah, of course. And it's and it's Trey Anastasio, and I'm who's the you know the the front man for Fish. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and I have to be cool, you know, like this dude. <laughs> this dude is so important to me in my life, and like there he is, and his iPhone's broken, or like he doesn't know how to. Uh, I remember what it was. Okay, so <laughs> Trey's sitting at the Genius Bar with his MacBook. So you, you, the white MacBook, it was like a white black. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, and he's like, this thing won't work. And he's he's trying to use GarageBand because he's fucking Trey and he's, you know, he wants to write songs and he uses GarageBand to fucking demo his songs. To, and I'm like, oh my God, he's, he's gonna show me demos and fucking, he does it in GarageBand, that's crazy. That's crazy. He's a fucking jillionaire and he's using GarageBand, okay. So anyway, he's like, something's wrong with the computer, and he pulls up GarageBand, and he's playing a song, which, like, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm hearing a demo. Like, That's crazy. And he can't figure out why his computer sucks. And I look, and I'm, you know, I do the thing where you, like, the thing any Apple employee does, yeah, is the software up to date? Yes. Like, is this? Yes, this is fine. Like, how many app? Okay, he's only got a couple app. Like, let's just quit out these applications whatever and then i look at his trash <clears throat> and i open his trash and i'm like hey trey there's uh there's 85 gigs of of data in your trash <laughs> he's like well what's that mean i'm like well you know you have to empty the trash it's just like it's just like your real trash at your house like you fill it up you gotta empty you gotta empty it. It. Uh, uh. and so we emptied like 100 gigs worth of <laughs> worth of trash and sure enough his computer was working fine but uh, yeah Yo, That's did you did you did did you get to listen to anything that was in the oh, trash? Yeah, no, no. Well, I mean, I was listening. I was listening to the demos that he had open, and it was like you know they were things that would become fish songs, and it was it was super cool. Here's the weird thing. So I had a, the same kind of relationship with Phil Lesh of the Grateful Dead, and like these, you can't understand how mind blowing that is. 
Who's the most important pop culture person to you that ever existed? Okay, so look, prepare for the answer. I'm okay, ready. but I have to explain my answer before you know, I tell. I, yes, okay. I do. No, yes, I, I do. No judgment, bro. I, I'm at your I, house. I, I understand. <laughs> I'm but what judge. I'm about to say could possibly be like, oh, why do you do that? I, but no you got to understand. It is there was it is. an there was an old one before there was the one that everybody else sees. Okay, and I loved. The old one. I care Just hit me about with it. the. I am hitting you with it. I'm hitting. I'm in the process of hitting you with it right now. I oh liked, love, and care about Kanye West. Okay. The old, totally. old Kanye. The new Dude, Kanye, he Versace. can be, I'm, I'm, he can be I'm, some, I'm, sometimes I'm like, damn, Kanye, why you just, just shut up. Just don't say nothing. Don't, don't even think. Just go. They want the old Kanye. I want the, I want the old Kanye. <laughs> Chop up the old Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he knows what you want. He, he went, knows. He made a whole song about it. And I, that's one of my. <laughs> and it's a banger. It's a, he ain't even make no music with it. Listen. It was no, he didn't even put a beat with it. He was just talking about what people want out of him. All right, listen to me. Let's, and that's, let's say, that's fucking Kanye West would be my. That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he, you know, he's got his issues right now. But, to, dude, he's a, a bona fide fucking rock star. Like, yes. Hands down. I totally get it. I don't judge you for that. Sometimes Kanye's a piece of shit. He can Disclaimer. be. He, he can be. Clip that. And I, don't we leave in it because it's <laughs> but, true. But, and if he ever hears this, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, you still my man's though." Word. But you can be a piece of shit sometimes. All right, just so as let, I can. Let's say you fix Kanye's computer. <laughs> okay. And that was that. And then two weeks later, you're at work, and Kanye's there, and he's like, "Yo, Chris, I was thinking about like I was thinking about this thing, and you, like I was thinking about you, and that's what happened." So Trey's like. Hey Will, I was reading an article in the New York Post or the or the New York Times, different paper, mm-hmm. the New York Times, and I it, it, and I was just like, wait, what the fuck? Like, okay, it, like it was mind bending like that. Like, dude, you don't need to be thinking about me. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, I got you caught. You know, like, I, you know, I adore I you. Fix you're what the you man. Did. Yeah, exactly. Legit, I fuck with you, dude. Like, you're cool. But it was just so mind blowing. Like. It got to the point where, like, Phil Lesh would call, like, I'd look at my caller ID, and it'd be Phil Lesh at 2 in the morning. And I... I, You gotta wake up for that. Well, of course, but I would, like, I would just look at my phone at the... Because I I still have... I doubt he has the same phone, or he's still in my phone. So is Trey. They would call me at, like, whatever, because their fucking iCloud wouldn't back up, or something stupid. Like, they... And they would call me, and I... There were times when Phil Lesh would call me and I just would basically let it go to voicemail because I would just be staring at the caller ID being like, it's not real. what the fuck? Like, my, it's not real. That's not, it's not real. <laughs> it's, if Kanye called me and then called me by my first name. Yeah. Christopher. Uh, I would even, I would let you. I would let him. He would say Christopher and I'd be like, yes, what, what's, what's good, dog? That's not my name, but that, yes. That is my name. It's my whole name. Especially to you, good sir. What can I do for you? <laughs> Christopher with a C. Yes. No, I won't go that far. All right, I ain't fair, the C. Fair. I ain't no, one of them. No boundaries. You see, you see what it is. Don't be confused. But sometimes life is crazy, dude. It is. You know, I'm and, telling and, you. And to, to bring it full circle, because that is a full circle when you spend, you know, when you go see live music and usually it's this this one band. And then for whatever reason, the universe like, brings you closer to that energy in mm. just whatever weird little way even if it's showing a dude how to empty his his trash in his, <laughs> his, computer. his macbook like it's hey wild. that's crazy life is wild it is 
I, I yeah. mean, I'm very, I, I'm very aware of. Well, I don't know how fucking aware I am, but like I, I there's a, there's an awareness. Well, yes, you have I, an I awareness. Just, these, these sometimes these weird things happen in my life that I don't think happen to <laughs> regular people. Well, not regular, just people, <laughs> just yeah. other people. No, like, I don't, no, you're you 100 percent right, and I, I accept them. You know what I mean? Like. I have lots, like that's lots of things like that have happened, not with, you know, famous rock and roll stars or whatever, but like just being at a place at a time, which is exactly how Canna Planner started mm. and understanding that I have to take advantage of this. There, there's an opportunity, you know, like something is presenting itself and like, you know, there's an, there's a ebb and flow of an energy and I'm, I'm just here for the fucking ride. Hey, ride and the like, wave, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ride the way. Because, I mean, like I told you, you know, <laughs> I told you before, like, that's where I'm kind of at right now. Like, there's this thing that it's I can't. It's very easy to not ride the wave. It's it is. It's very easy to sit on the beach or, like, and watch let it. the wave fucking drown you. Like, most people, I think, like, dude, I've, I've been drowned many, 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 many times. Yeah, because, but you got out there. That's yeah, how, yeah, that's how you sure, drown. Dude. You got to get out there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But look, check this out. Man, this man, we came up here with some. We talking. I'm, I, f- I know. Boy, I know. <laughs> I told him. Yo, you know what's funny when We've I started the fish. podcast? This podcast is about, about fish. fish. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what probably is going to be the title of it is something to do with fish. Oh, my God. I, it's too late. You didn't did it. You, right. you expect. I told you. I told you. You're going to come over here and you're going to say it. And I'm going to let it, unless you hit me with the end. I don't think I've said anything. You ain't. Okay, good. You already, you just let everybody, and you know what's crazy? This is the podcast that ended it for me. This, you know what's crazy? I bet you, I would say a hard 75% of my listeners are fish fans. Especially with being in Vermont. You know what I'm saying? I think I I will. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't didn't eat maple syrup when I first moved here. It took me like a good six months because I just thought maple syrup was maple syrup. Mm -hmm. And then when I had maple syrup, I was like, what the fuck have I been eating? And now I ain't (laughs) ate that shit no more. And I've been trying to put people on, man. You need to throw this shit away and get this shit. You know what I'm saying? I go home and there's fucking log cabin. of It's actually Vermont log cabin, which that can't be even from Vermont. That ain't from Vermont. Oh, my God. My mom. Has that shit in her, fr- in her fridge and it drives me nuts. Yo, you just send her a gallon and just be like, I try. She's, well, whatever. It, you know, you, mom, so, I love you. You're great. You, you she's need, not listening to hey, this. Hey, so but if she you, is, you're doing great. But my mom's listening. Not hey, listening you know, this. you know what? One day, maybe <laughs> if you say, "Hey, mom, I was on a podcast," she's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, let me hear." It. And you're gonna be like, "Shit, talk <laughs> <laughs> shit." Well, oh, look, man. Tell us about candle planters. Like, what, what, what is, what is? Yeah. Let me play dumb. What is candle planters? Well, let me tell you, <laughs> candle planters. We're a creative and digital agency. So I started in Vermont. I apologize if people have heard this because I've probably memorized this story or this spiel. But in Vermont, there exist like these specialized internet companies, marketing companies. So dealer.com is the biggest one. Union Street Media is one that that does websites and digital marketing for the real estate industry. My web grocer used to be one that did this for grocery stores. There's one in Burlington called iMarkets. Anyway, there's all these marketing agencies and they just do marketing for a specific industry. I watched dealer.com get bought for the second time from just up the road at my offices at Union Street Media mm-hmm. for a whopping, like, whatever it was, $1.2 something billion. And that was around the time decriminalization was passed. 
so I thought I, you know, there was a bit of foresight. I saw, you know, what I was doing professionally at the time, which was selling websites to small businesses, summer camps, mostly while my neighbors were making tons of money working in the automotive industry. So I thought that probably this was going to be, at least there was going to be a specialized need for websites. You know, I didn't think it was going to be a big company, but there would definitely be a need for, um, at the time, Vermont was a little, not a little bit, quite a bit ahead of the curve from the rest of the country in terms of farming CBD hemp. You know, a couple years prior to the farm bill, Vermonters were throwing hemp in the ground. So that was kind of my foot in the door. We, you know, I, created a lot of relationships with CBD farmers and helped them figure out a way to, to market their products online via websites that we would create. And we used a lot of those original projects to build out what would become the infrastructure that now powers every website we build. And we're now actually doing this, the second version of it. So <laughs> let me answer your question, Chris. We build brands yeah. <laughs> in the cannabis industry. We apply those brands to whatever is store signage uh uniforms for your employees packaging that sort of thing we apply those brands to websites that we build we then market those websites through traditional if that's even traditional digital marketing if that's even a thing so seo email marketing those sorts of things so we're trying to sell weed all the live long day for our clients by building them awesome e-commerce solutions that's dope it's and i've seen you know, unbeknownst to me, I've seen your you take a brand that's already built and yeah. rebrand it and how awesome it looks. Thank you know you. what I'm saying? Well, it's definitely a thing. Like, this this is a nascent industry. So a lot of, you know, we're, Vermont's, Vermont's barely a year into it. Um, uh, you know, um, so there's a lot of small businesses that rely on themselves to bootstrap every single aspect of it. So... Yeah, that that was a that's a, still a thing we do for sure. Like a company will create their own logo or something, and then try to build something with it. And maybe they'll come to us after and say, "Hey, can you know we've built an identity around this thing, but it needs to sort of have a professional touch." So, yeah, we've done a bunch of those. We've done a, a, a lot of those. We've done we've created a lot of of cannabis brands. It's exciting, dude. It's so it much is. Fun. Like, I mean, I don't know, but I've seen like. Two that I know of is well. Was... I'll tell you, dude. So in the last, so okay, in 2022, we created, I think it was 28 cannabis brands, which means we had to. So, and when I say brands, let me be a little clearer. Like we are helping companies name themselves. We are helping companies figure out what their visual identity is. We're helping them understand what their mission is. Like a lot of these things, to some degree of that. Right. The tangible thing is a logo. Right. A logo isn't your brand, but that's the tangible. It's the one thing that people are going to associate you with. Um, So, yeah, we did. You know, we built 28 brands, logos, and then I think like twelve hundred applications. So products, signs, things, T-shirts, like whatever, stickers like I don't even know, but uh, about twelve hundred different skews basically yeah Um, i've seen uh, and once again 
if 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 these people are listening, Which, you yeah. know, I'm not I clapping. I, you know, I'm not clapping your <laughs> brand here. They better be listening. Exactly. I'm not clapping before, you know, how your before look. But it's awesome to see when I like Cambridge Cannabis. Like yeah. that's my I ain't gonna say that's my claim to fame, but it's right down the street from yeah, me. Yeah. So I'm always like, hey, Cambridge Cannabis, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, their logo was really nice before. But then once he started working with you, you seen, you know, it, it just add that extra spunk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That extra flair. So same thing with, uh, was it in Rutland, somewhere over the mountain? Mm-hmm. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be coming on the podcast and we know whenever he's around in Great the area. Dudes. But I like their brand. I got one of their old shirts when yeah. I f- from actually the knee can that I met you at. Right. He gave me a shirt. And then I seen at the, I think this past knee can, I think y'all had either done it or y'all was in the process yeah, of rebranding. Yeah. And I started, that's when I started following him. And I remembered the brand because I ended up wearing the shirt and I associated. I was like, oh, he must have worked with Will. He was, or his so, team. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's, that's Josh. That's you know the the bass player from my band, the Casual Fiesta. You know, like hey. we, we've been we've been doing it creatively in one way or another for 20 friggin' years, which is crazy to even think about. Jesus, I'm old. But Josh is a, a like the most. He's. Oh God, I love him so much. He that's is great. the uh, an idiot savant. He is crazy. He's like. So brilliant and dumb at the same time. God, he's so beautiful. <laughs> you might have to edit that out. <laughs> no, we leaving that in. He produces in. some of the most genius level ideas. He helps our clients think about their brands in ways that they don't. And so, with examples like you know Dusty from from Cambridge or the guys from somewhere over the mountain, it's helping. It's just lending a whole new perspective. Yeah. And Josh is a great one. He's he's. He's brilliant. I love the dude. Right. Yeah. Well, look. Before we go any further, mm-hmm. you know the drill. I do. Uh, I meant to. I meant to do it before, but we was in okay. the flow of conversation. This is the part where you and then, me. nah. But check this out. What I like to do in the middle of the podcast is for people to you know tag the counter table. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Everybody that's been on the podcast has the opportunity to put their sticker on the table. I see Eli's I'm, been here. His yeah. sticker is huge. Jesus. Hey, look. And I got a few, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got a fresh pack for you. Hey, can you tell them the story? Because that story, even though it was, it I, was, I, I ain't going to say like, it was time consuming for you. It's okay. It really meant I, a lot no, to I'm me. No, I'm a crazy person. It's really with a, so yes, I didn't know quite about the sticker thing and I wasn't going to go into the office today. I live, I live, you know, 30 minutes from my offices. I'm going to tag the table. Tag, yeah. Yeah, and the sticker is down. I got a hundred more. Yeah, <laughs> is it no ninety nine more? Because you yeah. just put one. <laughs> well, they give you the extra. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know about the sticker thing, and you texted me yesterday, yeah. or and I forgot to bring stickers home with me. So this morning I wake up kind of early. So I just just boogied up to <laughs> boogied up to Burlington, just a quick hour commute. To go get a sticker. Hey, right? and that, and that, I'm, and, I'm happy to do it. And, I'm happy to do it. And no, that really like, means a lot. I, I could have just as easily mailed it to you or, or whatever. I could have put it on later. No, yeah. I'm not fall flat there. But it really, that really means a lot. Because this table, <laughs> this table, like I said, this table is going to get retired eventually because oh, yeah. this is just the start of it. 
We're going to grow is this, this a podcast from IKEA. What is this? Uh, I think this is. Uh, I think this yeah, is. A yeah, it's nice. a. Um, I think it's a basement special. <laughs> I think free ninety nine. Um, no, no, no. I paid for this one. I paid like fifteen bucks for this when I first started because you know we was on a budget. You're gonna so, fill it up with stickers. Gonna fill it up with stickers. It it's gonna add to the aesthetic of the room, yeah, and then already. and then I'm gonna hang these up, and then I'm gonna put them up, and it's gonna be like the backdrop. Of, oh hell yeah! You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. these are the guests that help build this show because cool. with without y'all coming here to be on my show, I wouldn't have a show. You know what I'm saying? So this is kind of like when it grows, it's going to become an appreciation piece. Plus, I have so many ideas. I ain't gonna say, but I'll show you my ideas. So hold on. Okay. Oh, look at that bag they're in, though. It's a. <laughs> oh, look at that! Look at that. that I, did you plan that? I swear to God, I did not own everything. Listener, because because <laughs> Chris doesn't have video yet. Was that you didn't? Is that a per- you on, produce that on on everything I love? I did not do that. I <laughs> thought this a was can of planners bag. I thought this was Yo, a that's a, a money bag too, right there. I love that bag design. Again, Josh Cleaver knocks that out of the park every single time. He's so weird. Well, he and did. Tall. This is a great. He did a great job yeah, on this yeah, bag. Yeah. Oh, he, he but did a great job as you see, and this is the this is the thing. This is what I was trying to get to. The frustrating thing about my business partner Josh Cleaver is that he hits like. What's a? I'm gonna make a sports metaphor, and I don't know anything about baseball. What's a perfect thing in baseball? Grand slam. Okay, dude. He that's what he bases always loaded, does. Bases loaded, three people on. Yeah, yeah. You're like maybe two strikes in the hole, three balls. This is your last swing. But he's the and kind of guy. It, he it'll just, be. It'll, it'll probably be the first hit. He walked well, up. Bam. Bam. Every it's gone. single time. <laughs> Well, like, look. here's a piece of feedback that, like, anybody would be proud to hear of their design team. And I – this is not hyperbolic. I literally hear it every design call I'm – I, like, you know, I, I just I, – I observe. I'm not part of the meetings anymore. I observe. Mm-hmm. Every time when they sh- – when Josh – unveils you know it's usually whatever like you know a couple op we'll give a we'll give a client like maybe three three or four options or something like that and they always say like uh we did they'll say a couple things usually wow wow is always a thing (laughs) usually they'll say something like we didn't expect this and almost always they'll say we don't know which one to choose so That's like a, it's those it, are great it's like those it's are so frustrating because like all I do is whiff like I just like miss all the time and Josh always wins and oh, I love him so much. It's, this the, that's the counter. We have a brotherly relationship, I would say, where it's you know we ve- we very much inspired. So what is that bag well, full of? I'm not. I can't say okay. because, but I can show you. Okay. Because can it's it's gonna no <laughs> hell no you can't say. It's but like a, it's an art piece that okay. I'm going to be creating. And you are one of the first people that's going to see what's in here. Okay. But. I'm ready. I won't say. Yeah, you can. I can't see. You got to. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so much porn, Chris. <laughs> God. <laughs> All adult. <laughs> but. Cool. That's going to be an art piece that I'm going to create because, like, that's how. It. it's It's. I'm on it. It's what I want. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, let me, without saying what, what you just showed me, let me add something that emphasizes what you just showed me. So, like, one of the best parts of my job is I get to travel around 
the state definitely sometimes the country to visit clients and go to dispensaries that we work with and the coolest thing i'd say more so vermont than anywhere else but like traveling around vermont and walking into a lot of stores and just seeing the impact that my team has been able to have on countless small businesses mm-hmm. like i walk into like i walk into cambridge cannabis today you know before i came here and it's just like you know of course we helped cambridge right we helped the, there's that so there's like big signs with work that we did Thanks. and people buying t-shirts with the logo we created but also just like you know perusing the shelves it's like oh my god like you know there's 20 brands there that we created y'all did. Like amazing and it's like it's i'm talking about it and that is anti- antithetical to what I'm about to say, but it's humbling. Like, it really is. Like, I feel so fucking good. I go in there. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm so grateful. I literally, like, the amount of gratitude I feel, that's what it is. Like, it, I'm not trying to, I'm not saying this to be, to sound arrogant or, like, you know, brush it off my shoulder or whatever. But it's like, there's a there's a gratitude that I feel. And it has to do with what I was saying earlier about, like, the universe doing what the universe does and you being open to it and you have to like whatever fucking punch you get or whatever like home run gets hit like you have to be you got to be cool with it and i love going into these stores and just seeing all the home runs that my team has it's like yeah wow and it's crazy because i didn't one i didn't even know that they are art what's their many brands we, we but, never talk about we're so busy like our marketing you're our too mar- busy our working. marketing sucks <laughs> like we're a marketing company like and, and that's always the case like the marketing company is always the worst marketing company for themselves yeah. well y'all do a good job because i see i don't know like you said you worked with over 20 and there isn't many oh no way more than that well I'm, that's why i said yeah, over yeah, 20 yeah, but yeah, i'm just saying more. within when looking at Cambridge shelves, right, you know, right. yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a yeah. whole bunch of brands on there. They do have wonderful logos, and I don't know Absolutely. if you create them, oh, but totally. there's a there's a great amount. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, you're absolutely. Like, hey, here's you know the what I'm thing. Saying? Here's the thing: is like <clears throat> the reason one one of the biggest reasons I'm in this is the, okay. The mission statement of my company is normalizing the emerging cannabis industry through beautiful the design and powerful digital marketing solutions. Like, that's it. Did you and come up with that? Of course I did. It's that my shit, company. Yeah, that absolutely. shit fly. Bro, I'm pro as a motherfucker, dude. Oh, man. But but normalization, like, that that means advocacy. That means, like, uh, b- being a good business person. That means, like, g- getting this thing out there. And the way that we're able to normalize this industry is by proliferating the fuck out of it with mm. dope brands. Like, we're just... We're helping sell so much fucking weed uh, by creating great brands that are doing it great. Well, look, man. I've held you for long enough. I guess. Yo, I let's guess. keep going. We haven't even <laughs> talked about shit. Hey, look, I know because you was talking about fish. <laughs> That's how we started. We went on a tangent about fish. Okay, well, let's do this. Let's All do right. a follow up. Like, well, we have in to in the winter. Check this out. I don't want dinner, but I do want like dessert. So, like, we'll focus on you. You create a dope dessert. Come on, man. All right. Hey, actually, I do got dessert. I was going to offer it. No, no, no. But I got a dessert. First, I, it's my podcast. <laughs> we smoke so all check this out. Check this out. So when I was growing up, mm-hmm. my mother used to make sweet potato pies, Ooh. right? And it was white sweet potatoes. So specific is not like the orange. It's yep. like a specific sweet potato that 
you know, that you can dazzle up and turn into a pie. Well, my mother's a great razzle dazzler when it comes to the pie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These sweet potato pies. <laughs> well, I, my my claim to fame for this this pie was she made one. It was around Thanksgiving or a holiday, and she made it and was like, "Hey, you can have some of it. Just don't eat it all." And I said, "Okay." Well, I kept going back to just get a little bit more slice, just a little bit more. And before I knew it, I'm like maybe 10 to 12 years old. Before I knew it, the whole fucking pie was gone. Of course. And she came home and was like, hey, where's the pie? And I was like, I don't know. I threw it away. I just I just started lying. She sure. was like, well, okay, well, where, pull the pie out the trash can. I was like, it ain't here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I threw it down in the woods. She was like, well, go down in the woods. And where it is was like all types of blackberry yeah, bushes, yeah. the thorns and stuff. I was like, I threw it down there. And she was like, go get it. And I was like, you'll send me down there. She was like, if that's where you threw it, then go get it. And she made me go down. And I was was stuck to my guns, Dude, I was a lion-ass motherfucker, Look, we all were as kids. Oh, Oh, we could fire off some dumbass lies. But even in saying a dumbass lie, we had to stand behind it because we can't be like, I I threw the pie down the hill. I ate the pie. Oh, man. That was just a dumbass. Yeah, that's the stupidest thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm also a, kids are a, so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to say some of the dumbest shit, and then I look back, and my mother was like, "Okay, if that's what you did, then go prove that you did that." Mm-hmm. And there was no pie. And I'm, I remember standing down on this hill, and all these bushes with little little blood trickles coming down. She was like, "Where's the pie, Chris?" And I was like, "I ate the pie." And so ever since then, I've been just like. Hey mama, when you get a chance, make me some sweet, you know, send me up make, some sweet fruit. Make a sweet, second one. No, just I've ate plenty since then. <laughs> but she sends it up from she makes it in at home in Virginia, freezes it and sends it up. So I had some that she had just sent recently and I wanted I was like, I don't want this to go. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want to put this in the freezer. I want to make this shit now. So that's what I did is I made it now. So I pulled it out and I was like, I don't know if he gone. But now you're saying you I'm want in. dessert. You got to try my mama's sweet potato pie. Dude, not a lot less. of people. Not a lot of people. I mean, then, you just said a lot, but say I, less. I, I, <laughs> not a lot of people then had that, you know, that right to share, eat my mother's sweet potato pie. So I'm going to send you home with some. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to. You know what I'm saying? I'm just doing what I'm supposed to. We had a conversation a long time ago. Not a long time ago, but a while back. You know, and I remember one of the things that you said, you got to do what you have to do. (laughs) For sure. You know what I'm saying? What a cliche asshole. And and I'm not saying I did it because that's what you said. But that's kind of what's like. That that, sounds like some dickish thing I would say. Hey, you know what? Some some dickhead shit is real shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Probably what I was saying is is we have a – and – I remember having this conversation with you, and if if I can divulge, can I can I say you were at a crossroads? At perhaps, a crossroads, a crossroads in your life, and those those are frustrating times. Those and are I'm, hard times. And, and look, I'm still there. Like well, there's still a there's. Yeah, that's life. I feel dude. like you don't never that's you life. can't. If you get out of one crossroad, you're just entering the next crossroad. Totally. Like, it's always... You don't uh, always have to go le- left or right. Sometimes you can just go straight. Hey, Sometimes you can turn around, but I wouldn't recommend look, that. Look, and make sure you switch it up, because if you Sometimes take... Sometimes you gotta switch it if up. If you make four rights, you're gonna end up back where you but was what at. I, but what I, was th- what I think I was saying to you is, like, it's really easy to get swept up in the panic of, be like, coming up to that, you know, that crossroads and 
not knowing anything. And again, I'm, I'm humbled that you even gave a single shit about what I thought, but it's easy to get swept up in that moment. And I think all I was saying w- without being overly flippant was take a deep breath, baby. You got this, like nothing bad's going to happen. Whether you go left, right, straight, f- fucking Northeast, whatever, like you're going it, to, it's all going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. Take a you're deep right. breath and just take that first step. Hey man, so look, man, it's the it's one of the. I mean, I know a lot of people in this industry that I say is cool, <laughs> and I do. There's a lot of cool motherfuckers out there, but will I swear to God, like you want to, like even for the first time I seen you, like I said, stay in the middle of the floor with a towel over your shoulders. I was sweaty. I, it was, it was, yeah. it was a hot day. Yep. But you know what I'm saying? Like I stole I remember. that towel from a fucking Hilton, no doubt. <laughs> Like no doubt about. It. Hey, I know. I, swear. I have like ten, ten of these towels, and they're all stolen from they, Hilton. Jones. They are. You hear that, Hilton? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and, clip that. And you heard it. I ain't clipping shit. I'm tired of clipping. <laughs> nah, man. But like for real, genuinely, thank you so much for coming thank out. You. Greatly thank appreciate you. it. No, 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 no. Thank gonna... you, dude. Thank you. Do you feel this? Like honestly, thank I do. You. I, appreciate I really it. do. But look, check this out. Tell them where to find you at. Where can they? You know what I'm saying? If they want to look up, hmm, Google my ass. Canna planners. <laughs> Tell them where to find you. For sure. You can find me. <laughs> let's see. Cannaplanners.com. You can find me. I'm heavy on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a, a actually if you're in the weed game, get on LinkedIn. They're cool <laughs> with weed. I'm telling you, it's it's the truth. It's the one social platform that you if you're in the cannabis industry, you can you don't really have to censor yourself, and you can. So if you find me on LinkedIn, I'm I'm very active there uh, at Canna Planners on all the socials, and uh, you, I also have a podcast. Can I plug it? Damn right you can. Cool. It's called Common Sense Amia. Uh, I'm just about to start uh, season four. I don't even know. It's not even seasons anymore, but technically season four. Um, so, yeah, we'll start releasing those uh, early fall. That's dope. And what's yeah. it called? Common Sense Amia. Common Sense Amia. Yeah. Hey, I, do you have any guests lined up? Uh, yeah, sorry, Chris. We're booked for uh, the next uh, couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah I figured right, I you. Go. I, I go. figured you would. Just a busy go. man. I'll let my people call your people. Chris. <laughs> have don't, your don't, people. don't worry about it. You're great. You're great. It's not you. It's me. I got to go. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Hey, this is my dog. Hey, man, thank you, Will, for coming out. Greatly appreciate you. This has been another episode of Canisations. Thank you all for listening. You know where you can find me. Canisations Podcast on Instagram. Will or Canna Planners. Thank you again. Thank y'all for listening. I greatly appreciate y'all for listening because I've uh, I'm, I only did like twenty episodes. And look, another thing: if y'all a fish fan, can y'all reply and say that y'all are fish fans? Give me some fish tunes to listen to. He gonna leave me with. He got a list for me already. I got some shit for you. you know what I'm saying? But yeah. thank y'all for listening. Canisations podcast. You know what it is. Y'all stay blazing and stay amazing. And we out.